You are listening to the Call to Action podcast, where we aim to inspire, educate, and inform entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 41 of the Call to Action podcast. I am your host, Shante, and today we are having a fireside chat with the author of steamy romance novels, and her name is Susan Rossini. Before I bring our guest onto the show today, I have an inspirational quote that I'd like to share. And here's the inspirational quote for episode 41 of the Call to Action podcast. Make your life a masterpiece. Imagine no limitations on what you can be, have, or do. Let me say that one more time. Let that sink in. Make your life a masterpiece. Imagine no limitations on what you can be, have, or do. And that is by Brian Tracy. If you missed episode 40 of the Call to Action podcast, as always, it is a must listen. My guest for that episode was Jeffrey Yorio, who was the author of a book titled Vampires Are Only Human. If you are interested in vampires or, like myself, have limited knowledge of them, you will really enjoy that episode. Jeffrey has done a lot of research and has a lot to share when it comes to this topic. And actually, I was really impressed at how he crafted the story for the book. And he actually walks through all of that in that episode. But in the meantime, take a listen to this clip from episode 40 of the Call to Action podcast. I, there, there's a biological reason for it. And so I started looking up, you know, what are the... the traits we associate with vampirism and obviously the pallor skin, the strength, um, shape changing into a bat or a wolf only, you know, in the sun. And I'm like, okay, that's something in, in the modern world you just couldn't hide. I mean, it, it's there. So I said, there has to be another reason if they were to exist, how that could happen. My dad at the time uh, was a retired fedite. Again, you can hear the full episode on ctamarketing.biz. And when you're there, click on podcast on the main menu to access that episode as well as past episodes. As mentioned in the intro, my guest for today's show is Susan Rossini. She loves to write steamy romances with characters that inspire laughter, have a strong sense of family, and always find their happily ever after. Susan calls colorful Colorado home where she loves all sports, especially hockey. She lives in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains with her handsome husband, two amazing kids, and a cat that thinks she's a dog. So everyone, please join me in welcoming Susan to the show. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the Call to Action podcast. How are you doing today? Oh, I am so excited to be here. I, I literally have been counting down the hours today just so uh, we could we could get to this moment. Just so excited to be here. That's awesome, Susan. Me too. Because when we had our first yeah. <laughs> chat, like our pre-interview, I was like, she's going to be so much fun. So I'm over here beaming just like you're over there beaming. So it's going to be a great show today. Agreed. Yes. So Susan, for my show, I like to have fun and I like to do icebreakers because it helps people to get to know you a little better, right? Yep. 
Love that. Yes. Love that. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So for today, the icebreaker that we have for you is for you to share what you would do with the winnings if you were to hit the jackpot today. What would you do with that money? Yeah, I've actually, I've thought about this a lot. So let's say I were to get a a windfall. Um, Now, remember, you have to play the lottery to win the lottery. So that's kind of problem one for me. But let's say that I remember to buy a ticket and somehow I, I end up with lots of zeros in my bank account. And my first order of business would be to load my pockets with cash. And in inspired by one of my favorite movies in the 90s, uh, it could happen to you with Nicolas Cage and Bridget Fonda. I would just go out and do random acts of kindness, paying it forward to anyone and everyone. Things like going to the coffee shop and leaving a $5,000 tip at the grocery store, paying for the person behind me and lots of others behind them. Just the notion of being able to help somebody and, and, you know, not for glory or anything, just on the down low, just to be able to make a difference in their life. I think it, it would just mean more to me than anything you could know. That is beautiful. I really love that. That's so from the heart. You can't fake stuff like that. You know what I mean? That is like really from the heart. Could you imagine if that happened, the people, how they would feel once they got like, for example, to the cash register, if they're like, oh, no, your grocery bill's covered. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine how they would feel? They'd probably cry right there in line. But, you know, I think it does happen every day. I just don't think people are aware of it. And it it could be as simple as holding a door or saying good morning to somebody. I mean, yes, the financial part, huge, especially today. Oh, my goodness. But I I think if we acknowledge that more, uh, I think it happens a lot more than people think. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes a smile, just smiling at a stranger, like does so much. Like, I'll, I'm guilty. I'll do it. I'm in a grocery store and I will smile at somebody. Just, I will smile and say hi because in, in, it just feels good. I like the, the, what I get, you know, receiving from that because they're like, Oh, she's talking to me. Hi. You know, and it, it takes them out of their mind, yeah. whatever they're thinking about, you know, and, then when they're smiling back and it's like, okay, great. You have a good day. You know what? Me too. You too. You know, I just, I do that. That's me. (laughs) And you like, even over the airwaves here, you, I mean, you can just hear the joy in your voice. And so I know that that just, I do. I just know that that just shines on other people. And so, um, you know, I, I don't want to get off the philosophical, but boy, it just a little goes a long way and it doesn't have to be these, like I said, huge things, but boy, if I had the money, it would be go time. Susan, thank you so much for sharing what you would do with your winnings. You just sound like such a generous person. So, uh, yes, definitely, definitely. So now let's talk about your inspiration as far as when it comes to writing. When did you know that you wanted to write? Uh, Well, you know, I have always uh, spun stories in my head, even as a little girl, um, you know, laying in the grass on a summer day, looking up the clouds. It was, you know, thinking of of stories and even, uh, you know, being at a wedding, even, for example, where uh, there's love all around and 
you know, I'm Italian. So of course there's tons of food and dancing and, and drinks <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, just seeing all of that, I could spin a story from there about two people meeting as strangers and, and carving a path to their happily ever after. So really, I think, uh, that has always been a part of my heart, um, and being able to write and, and sort of take what's inside my heart and, and push it out there is just, it's really just been a part of my life. Okay, so as far as your recent work, tell us tell us about your books. How many books do you have published? So, uh, and this is comes from the file of if if I can do this, anybody can do this because you know as we talked about in our pre meeting, I have a super secret day job that's I work many many hours, but I'm now just getting ready to publish my fifth book. I've been uh, writing since 2018, I think, and this is book number five. And so, uh, wow, that's passion. That is passion. You got right. You've been a lot in the past few years. <laughs> I know, and and I find very odd times to do it. You know, it could be as part of that 5 a.m. writing club, or uh, you know, waiting to drop a kiddo off at a practice. You know, whatever it is, you you find time, and it is. It's all about the passion. Uh, mm-hmm. But coming in June, June 22nd is my fifth romance novel and it is uh, Wolf and Wolf is the second book as part of the Colorado Crush Hockey Series so Wolf really uh, brings together my my two biggest passions in life and that's romance and hockey and it was a wild adventure he took me on a ride uh, that I didn't know I was taking he's very stubborn character and and um he wanted his story told the way he wanted it so uh it, it ended up being great and uh better than i could have imagined wow okay so let me ask you this like as far cuz you talked about how he made it like a challenge for you to write how do you like for your characters so like as far as like building the world and and the characters and development what what is your process for that is it just something that comes to you or like, how does that work for you? Um, so anybody who knows me uh, out, outside of the writing world, I'm, I am the list master. So, you know, I have lists of lists of lists and my planner is color coded. It's, it's really, I, I need, I need help sometimes. Um, <laughs> but in a way, I believe, you know, as I'm holding my pink and red pen, cause everything's color coded. Um, but everything that helps me in my normal life really helps me evolve my my books. And so I actually use a website called Trello. And uh, through Trello, I'm able to really lay out visually all of my chapters, pictures of my characters. I find pictures of them. Um, and especially with this particular series, because there's uh, crossover uh, chapters in each book. And so it really visually lets me keep track of everything. Um, I am so lucky to work with the amazing Bambi Summers. Uh, and, and Woohoo, she, Bambi! I know, I, you know, she was on one of your podcasts uh, a few, yes. maybe 39 maybe? I don't, I don't remember the exact number. I think so. I don't remember either, but Bambi was amazing. Oh, she's so sweet. And, she is so sweet. And she's my editor and, you know, we'll edit the books and she's she'll say, girl, I don't know how you're keeping all this uh, separate because this is, you know, I, I remember this chapter from this book and it's so it's the organization in my real life that um, helps me uh, kind of process and evolve the books. 
That's awesome. See, that's probably how you got all those books written in the past few years because you're so organized. I think that's your secret. Well, I think you need to pump the brakes there. I mean, because <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I think that's it. I think you're just super organized. So you find that time, you organize your your ideas. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And and for some, and bless their hearts, they can just sit down and have no clue where the story is going to take them. And it's probably a hundred times better than what I do. And my my cap's off to them. I just love that process too. I I would be doodling for probably days on end if if that were me. Uh, So this process of just sort of road mapping everything really, really helps me. Susan, we're excited to hear about Wolf and how that goes when you release that. So make sure that you get that information to me so I can help you promote that um, on the site. Yeah. And also on the social media as well. I'll I'll repost that for you on Twitter. So now with other writers, because I have a lot of listeners who are authors because I talk to authors a lot. So for other. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So for other like upcoming or aspiring authors, what advice would you have for them? Uh, quite simply and stated, um, go for it. Uh, you know, you may not think you can do it, but you absolutely can. And there are people out there that are so willing to support you and help you along your journey. You know, I, I, I'm incredibly busy as most people are in your audience with, you know, juggling a day job and this side hustle that I hope I hope one day becomes my day job. Um, but it, it does take a little bit of, of finagling. I have to sometimes make some appointments for myself to make sure that I write. Um, I have some opportunities where, you know, I have uh, teenage uh, kiddos where I can, you know, cart them around places, maybe a softball tournament and find myself an hour before the game time. And I can get a lot of writing in at that time. So, you know, no matter where you are in life, if it's your passion to write, go for it. That sounds good. Yeah. So it sounds like really for people, because some people may feel like, well, I don't have time. We're going to have time to write. But you're saying just take the time, make the appointments for yourself. If you have 30 minutes or an hour, even if it's with the kids and they're at practice or like you said, at a tournament, Take that time and, and do what you can when when you can. Yeah. And then I, I like that. And then yeah. I don't know about, you know, all of the social media platforms, but I know for me, the writing community on Twitter has just been an incredible resource for me. I have met, uh, I call them friends. I've, I've never met them in person, um, but it has been an absolute absolute incredible journey. Um, you know, we mentioned Bambi, Bambi Summers, uh, Joanne Paulson, you know, Barb Avon, all of these mm-hmm. people who are just staples in the writing community are so willing to support and they're so kind. Um, so, you know, take advantage of those opportunities to meet people who've done, you know, far more than me uh, to just learn from them and have them as your support. That's true. You know, Susan, you're, you are so right. The writing community on Twitter is awesome. They really are. And they are very supportive. And a lot of the people that I talk to on the show have been from the writing community. They found me on Twitter or I found them on Twitter and we just connected. And like you, I call them friends. Like I've never like met them in person, (laughs) but I mean, they're just such cool people and they are supportive and they do share information. And, um, 
again, it's just just a really good group of people to connect with. So actually, I would say if there's any writers out there, if you're looking or thinking about writing a book, make sure to connect with the writing community on Twitter and you can find them under hashtag writing community. So I just wanted to add that piece. Perfect. That's a, that's a great plug. It, it is phenomenal. And, you know, I met you through Bambi and, and feel like we've been fast friends for a long time. So you, you are one of my many gifts. Oh, thank you. Same here. Same here. Th- that Bambi, you know, she's been mentioned like three times, <laughs> like multiple episodes. <laughs> She's amazing. Just amazing. She's going to get us for this one. You know that because we're talking about her again. I know. That's fair. Yes. Yes. So, Susan, as far as marketing your book, share with us what you do as far as what you've done so far or what you plan on doing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, that's the most challenging piece for me, which is kind of ironic when you consider the super secret day job that I do, but um, it is a challenge. So you have to really look at it from all angles. So obviously I use social media. Um, I do have some email campaigns through my website. I actually even have like some real human people who've engaged me on the website, which is amazing. I guess nice. somebody would have told me that a few years ago, I would have said you're crazy. Um, and then that's wonderful. I know it's, it's amazing when you see like a, a an email address of somebody that who actually bought your book, likes your book and wants to learn about more of your books. It's, it, it really just fills you completely with joy. Um, yes. So, you know, just trying different ways to engage readers. And then um, there are so many great writers out there. So just to, to try to connect with people to get the word out about books is so important. That is true. That is true. So I know you said you do social media marketing. What about um, like any paid marketing? Do you do that or do you see the value in doing that? I do. Um, I think it's an important investment in your in your work. Uh, the problem is, you know, you really have to I'm a penny pincher. And so, you know, I can't justify you know, spending all this money on campaigns, but I certainly set aside some money and kind of create a little fund and maybe I'll do a $20, you know, campaign and discount my book for a bit just to get uh, word out about what my writing is and the characters that I'd love to introduce the world to. Um, and it's been successful. It's not, you know, I'm not a best-selling author, Yet, uh, yeah, but, right. It could happen. Yeah, absolutely, but you you start yeah. small and you build the audience, and um, you know, it's just the journey is amazing. I know people say that all the time, but you know, you you write and you think that's awesome, and then you edit, and I just get so um, filled with with passion when I'm editing with Bambi, and then I transition to the marketing, and I actually have fun with that. So I think just enjoying every stage of it, especially the marketing piece. I know it's hard, but just keep at it. Mm-hmm. Right. That is that is very true. Um, you know, I forgot to ask you in the beginning. Now, are you a self-published author? I am. I am. Oh, good. And okay. Yeah, cool. So good. that's all. And and boy, that has some challenges too. You know, you in your brain, you just want to format and and let it be done. And it's this trial is with everything. It's not going to be perfect the first time, but you just keep at it. And and in the end, you you know, it's it's this great piece, and you see those little gold bars on Amazon, and it's it's fun to track your progress. Cool. Good. So as far as being self-published, I've talked to a lot of self-published authors and 
I think, okay, let me ask you this. What did you find, I guess, the most challenging aspect of self-publishing? Was it like the book cover? Was it the editing? Was it just getting started? What was the biggest challenge with that? I th- I think once everything is done and getting it to a site and it looking professional, um, again, as, as I share with many self-published authors, there's just not a lot of room in the budget to have, you know, somebody to format and, and, you know, you have to pick and choose what you're going to do and where you're going to spend your, your investment. And so I think that piece of, getting my book from the Word document to an actual site where people can buy it and it look professional, I think that's the most challenging piece for me because I'm also a bit of a perfectionist. And so it's uh, it's it's it, it can be paralyzing at times. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So did you design your own cover or do you have someone else design your cover for you? So I've gone both ways. Um, I've had uh, a designer do what I think my very first book originally I had a um, a cover designer do that, uh, or graphics designer. And then mm-hmm. I invested in Canva. And so, oh, yes, doing- I have a blog post about Canva. I did, actually did a whole podcast about Canva. I love Canva. I'm going to go find it because I mean, it's oh, just, yes. I, I love it. it. It gives you the power and the skill set to, to build some cool designs and the marketing piece. You know, I've built some animated um, posts and things like that. It's an amazing, amazing uh, software piece. That is so true. Yes. And oh, and they have a free version. They have a paid version. But I think anyone who actually, if you have any type of, if you're self-employed or, you know, have a home business or whatever, or an author, anything you do, you can use Canva like for social media posts. But yeah, it's really good. I'm glad you found that. That That's awesome. That is really good. Right. And, you know, one of my challenges is, uh, you know, what's in my head, I sometimes can't articulate to somebody. To, I know what I want. And so mm-hmm. I would rather play in Canva and just work at it, work at it and, you know, inch it down the, the field to get what I want. And, you know, I don't want to waste other people's time, certainly. Uh, but boy, it's a great, great uh, piece of, of, of work for us. It is. It is. So I have here um, that there's a story that you wanted to share about softball moms. <laughs> <laughs> so what is yeah. that about? Share that with us. Yeah. So uh, we we talked a little bit about, you know, finding those places to write and things like that. And um, I was at a softball tournament one weekend and a couple of the moms saw I was, you know, handwriting on, in a notebook and just became so engaged and so supportive of my writing. And then once books posted, they were, you know, sharing it on social media and buying. I mean, I had this great network of women who just empowered me to follow my dream and be passionate about it. And, you know, just shared the news from everywhere they could. And when um, I released a book uh, last year and showed up at, again, you know, at another softball tournament, because that's what you do in the summer here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of these moms who had just supported me from day one had uh, mimosas in the parking lot and then toast. And they literally toasted me with the toast. Um, and uh, Aww, we just celebrated. that is so nice. So the, the point of that story and wanting to share that is one is to, to thank my squad because they're just amazing women. Um, Christy, Shannon and Sarah just love you all to pieces and Christina too. Uh, but the other part of that is you have your squad out there. There are people out there that are willing to support you and stand beside you and help you along the way so you can achieve your dream.
Susan, this has been a wonderful show. I have really, really enjoyed talking with you. And uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been great. (laughs) And okay, so you've shared lots of good info about your books and about your your love of hockey and the uh, colorful Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> Colorful Colorado. <laughs> so as far as your book, where can people buy your book? Because your next one coming out is called Wolf. Right. Right. Wolf. Okay. Colorado Crush Hockey Series. So uh, the first book is Rookie and then the second is Wolf. And you can find those on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Kobo and uh uh, you know, all, all of the Apple, those types of things. Uh, but you know, Amazon's a big one for me. And then okay, cool. um, I also have a Christmas series that's, uh, specific to, uh, Amazon and that's on uh, Kindle Unlimited for those of you who have that. Nice. Okay. So I have a Christmas series as well. Cool. Cool. Okay. And also just so that, you know, I'm going to have all the links to purchase your books as well as your, how to contact you on the site. So they'll be able to find your books and find you and hear you in this wonderful podcast. Yes, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And then also, how can people contact you, Susan? They want to know how to find you. Yeah, we talked a little bit about Twitter. Uh, That seems to be my platform of choice. So you can find me on Twitter. My handle is Susan Rossini. um, And Rossini is R-O-S-S-I-N-I, a nice little Italian name. Um, And then Facebook, again, uh, that's uh, Susan Rossini 79. And my email, which is a a great uh, resource, love to chat there, Susan Rossini books at gmail.com. And then, of course, my website, which is a a Wix site. So Susan Rossini books dot Wix site dot com. Very good. Thank you for sharing that, Susan. And Susan, again, I want to thank you for being a guest on the Call to Action podcast. It's been a blast. You were really, really fun to talk with. Well, I agree. And then, you know, we have to have an extension down the road where we have our meet and greets because you're just you're part of my my circle now. And I I, I just have uh, had a great time. I knew it was going to be amazing. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to all of the listeners, thank you for tuning in. And remember to go and check out ctamarketing.biz where you can read blog posts, check out past episodes of the Call to Action podcast and support the show by purchasing merch or donating so that I can continue bringing you quality content as well as actionable tips and tricks to help you navigate this ever-changing world. You can also support the show by purchasing my audiobook, QR Codes for Beginners, where you can go from beginner to almost expert in less than one hour. And before we wrap up the show, I would also like to give a special mention to York Campbell, who was the creator of the Poetic Earthlings podcast. And if you're into science fiction, go and check out his podcast. You can hear it at his website at poeticearthlings.com. And also, if you like poetry, make sure to go and check out the Word Chef Baker. And his podcast is on Anchor. He's on Twitter at wordchef underscore baker. And this concludes episode 41 of the Call to Action podcast. And to all of the entrepreneurs, self-starters, authors, small business owners, everyone who is out there doing it for themselves. Remember the code. The journey begins when you take the first step. Courage, optimism, 
determination, and enthusiasm are the tools that will help you along the way. Until next time. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Call to Action podcast. Make sure to visit me at ctamarketing.biz. There you can find articles for entrepreneurs and self-starters on tech and tips related to navigating this ever-changing world. Until next time.